0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. My name is Skip Clark, Skip Happens podcast host, along with Skip Mm -hmm. Happens podcast co-host Deb Lamphere, president and founder of the official Country Music Fan Club. This is the podcast that will bring you the stories. We will interview the incredible up-and-coming artists out of Music City. Also, we chat with the big stars, and we talk about their journey to stardom. We also love talking to entrepreneurs. Not only that, it's people like you and I. That's all. And just remember, Skip Happens. So get over it. Get Let's over get right it. to the podcast. <laughs> get over it. That's all. Hey, everybody. How are you? Skip uh, Skip Clark, host of Skip Happens. And along with Deb Lamphere, as we mentioned, as the big guy said, Deb. Uh, the president and founder of the Country Music Fan Club. And here we are. It's another fun podcast. As you know, we we chat a lot with the new and upcoming artists and also some of the well-established artists. And we have a young lady here with us tonight. You may recognize her. I want to say maybe going back four or five years, American Idol. Was it longer than that? I don't know. I have to I have to put it all together. It was season uh, 14. We have to add. Yes. Yep. Okay. It aired in 2015. So I guess just almost six years ago. Wow. All right. Well, it's Alice and Elena, everybody. There she is. Welcome.
1: Welcome, welcome.
0: And who is with you as well there?
2: Good friend and guitar pl- uh, player, Mr. Jesse Widner.
0: Hi, Yo. Jesse. Welcome. Hey Jesse. It's good to see you both. Elena, uh, um, be or yeah, Alice, I called you Elena. See, now see I told you I I suck with names. <laughs> it's so gonna happen a lot tonight now that we've talked about that. But um, Allison, tell us, uh, where are you? Describe your surroundings.
2: Um, We are in Nashville. We are at Jesse's house. (laughs) Um, Actually, just bought it, right? New house. Yeah, not that long ago. Good old East Nashville. Um, Yeah, just hanging out. Good old Tuesday night.
0: Cool. And uh, this is what you do on a Tuesday night in Nashville right now.
2: It is now, yeah. I feel like we... (laughs) Probably would have been playing a show this time last year but Chances now are, yeah. Yeah. now we play to our
1: computer so <laughs> <laughs> as with the rest of the music world
0: yeah absolutely um, let's get let's start right from the beginning. Tell us a little bit more about you Allison.
2: Um, so I'm originally from Beacon New York, which I know you guys are in New York too.
0: Um,
2: it's a tiny little town right? about an hour outside New York City and I just grew up singing country music and my mom was a big country music fan and so I've been singing since I was about three and then when I was six I started like performing and doing shows and then it, w- it was pretty much all I ever did so so yeah it was it was so just
1: where like, do you perform at six years old
2: yeah yeah I did my first I think the first performance I had I sang like the national anthem for our AAA baseball team it was the Hudson Valley oh. I was almost six I think it was like the summer before but I was little. Um, but yeah, no, I think I just, it was all I ever did and all I ever wanted to do. So I think I was just kind of like waiting until I was old enough to actually do it, you know,
0: at the age of six. Do you remember that? Like it was yesterday.
2: I have a weird memory in general, but I do remember those little things like they, yeah, they're they're moments. Like, so I think that stadium holds like 7,000 and, um, so for someone that little to step out in front of that many people, you don't forget it.
0: And who was the triple A team?
2: It's the Hudson Valley Renegades.
0: Okay. And who was their parent team?
2: Ah, I don't know.
0: I don't know. It was a while ago. That was a long time ago. It could have changed like three or four times between now and then.
1: I was going to say, if you did remember that, I would be thoroughly impressed.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have even known what that meant at that point. So have, yeah. yeah, it was de- definitely.
0: <laughs> See, <laughs> I only have baseballs here
2: so now it's tampa bay but i mean if
0: it could have changed Uh Ah, i got you i got you so okay so you remember that were you scared at the age of six to get out there in front of maybe a few thousand people and and sing the national anthem which is one of the hardest songs to perform in front of anybody to perform in general anyways to get it right
2: i i I I just loved it so much at that age and I still do. So I don't really get nervous or scared when I go on stage because I love doing it, you know? Um, And the National Anthem has always been one of my, I think it was because it was one of the first songs I ever learned. It's always been just such a home base for me. Um, And I love going back and I've actually been able to sing National Anthem at some awesome places. So I sang it for a Mets game a few years ago. And then just about three years ago, I sang for uh, Bill's Patriots game up in Buffalo too. So I, yeah. New York and national anthems are definitely a big, big part of my heart.
0: <laughs> uh, have you ever done it in Syracuse?
2: Uh, I haven't, I don't think I have. Mm,
0: but you've been through Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. All right, very, very so, good, very good, together. Yeah, there.
1: <laughs> um, I, we have a little bit of a delay, so I'll have to watch for that when we're, when we're talking. I would say to me, to sing the national anthem anywhere is a huge honor.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, so. It's it's always like one of my favorites to to do, and it's always. I mean, the events that they're surrounded by obviously are always a great crowd, and you know,
0: mm-hmm. I love it. Go ahead, Deb. No, I was gonna say one day we'll
1: probably hear her singing it at the Super Bowl. Don't be surprised. I hope- <laughs> Jesse has high hopes.
2: So after doing the Bills game,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was unreal. Like singing NFL is amazing. So I would.
0: Love to do the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that, that I'd, I'd be like a wreck. Would, Jesse
2: just said it seems impressive. You
3: got to, like, dance and stuff, too? Yeah, no.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the halftime show. Oh, we'll just, yeah, we'll got just got do it, the end. That works. <laughs> right,
0: who's doing the halftime? Oh, it's the weekend. The weekend is doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl this year. So, oh, I don't know them. Yeah, no, it's okay. Him. <laughs>
1: him. Is, is, is he country? Oh, no, no,
0: <laughs> no, no. Okay. Far from it. Um, okay. So um, tell us about your journey to American Idol and how all that went and where did you end up?
2: Um, so I obviously grew up watching the show. And I think from when I was like seven or eight, whenever it was that Kelly Clarkson won, I knew I was doing it. Um, and when I was 15, I auditioned and it was the first year they had dropped the age, but I didn't make it to the judges. And, um, so by the time I was, I think I was 19 when I, it was like four years later that it took me to go back and back and back. And I finally made it to the judges and it was the best experience. I, um, actually auditioned here in Nashville instead of New York, all the previous times before that had been in New York and Nashville is just in general, such a more laid back place (laughs) than New York Mm -hmm. is, but it really showed in that experience. And, um, it was crazy. We... So we weren't even gonna audition. My brother was getting married that summer and it was like the dates didn't line up. And so it was like me having to accept that this is the one year that I can't try and whatever. Um, and then my brother, who actually as well, needed someone to watch his house and watch his dog while he went on his honeymoon. So we literally left my brother's wedding in New York, drove to Nashville, and then auditioned like the next day.
0: Oh wow. And
2: it just seemed like everything lined up and it was perfect. So the judges and had amazing response from them and got you know the big three s's and the golden ticket and and it was awesome. It was like dream come true for for eight year old Allie for sure.
0: <laughs> wow, eight years old? No, were you? No. no, no, you couldn't have been. I thought you said eight year old. Okay, she dreamed about it at eight years old. Oh, I got you. I got you. And she yeah. knew back then, which
1: amazes me still to this moment as we're talking that. From the time you said earlier you were three years old, then six years old performing, now you're eight years old, and to have this dream and desire in your heart at such a young age and you pursued it just still amazes me that that was something that was such a passion for you.
2: Yeah, I never changed my mind, which was odd because I'm the most indecisive human alive. If you know me, it's bad. Um, But... (laughs) Yeah, But I mean, I just never, I don't think I ever pictured myself doing anything else. It was, I feel like everyone goes through those like, well, I want to be a teacher or I want to be a
1: doctor, mm-hmm.
2: you know? And I was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sing. I'm going to figure it out. So
0: That's amazing. What, I, was, uh,
2: I was really lucky that I had like a really supportive family and friends that encouraged that and didn't say like, well, no, you should go, you know, figure something else out. They said I could do what I wanted. So that was what I wanted to do
0: absolutely you set your goals and you reach you go for them that's all you don't stop until you get it um how was it in front of the uh, judges you had Keith Urban and who were the other two
2: uh it was Keith Urban Harry Connick Jr. and JLo.
0: Mm-hmm. oh
1: my god I just would have fainted looking at Keith Urban and Harry Connick Jr. I wouldn't have been able to do anything
2: <laughs> walking in the, the room j was beautiful like
0: mm-hmm.
2: like unreal beautiful unreal. though yeah and it's that was it was more scary than nerve-wracking honestly Mm -hmm. like it's a weird word to use like not nervous i was scared Mm -hmm. um but it is just being in front of them and and knowing that one knowing that you're on tv and knowing that like oh if they don't like me and they make fun of me right now millions of people are gonna see it so Mm -hmm. no um but i was lucky i mean they liked me which was great Um, and it, it just went so well so
0: and you got the ticket to go to nashville or to go to hollywood Yeah. And uh, when you when you got that ticket, when they told you you're going to Hollywood, describe that feeling. It.
2: Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, obviously, I think you kind of can see it coming saying to you. Um, And they really liked me. They gave me like great compliments. So I was hoping that it was going to that they were to say yes and not be like, well, actually, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was I think Keith Urban was the first one. He was like, well, I say yes. And then the other two were like, yep, yep. And then Harry Connick Jr. handed me the ticket, and I was like, ah. "So I, I think I literally like jumped up and down. Like, it was, yeah. I'm we'll ready to go back. Sure that if you like, if you like Google it, um, because they showed they aired my audition. They yep. clip mm-hmm. literally like me jumping, and I I just said like, "Oh my god, thanks!" <laughs> uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and
0: then you run out of the room, and mom and dad are standing there, and everybody give it. Ryan Seacrest is out there. Everybody gets a hug, and and that's well, that.
2: That was also the very funny part of the experience because I don't know what had happened. There just must've been like a miscommunication on the walkies that they didn't know I was coming out yet. And so I ran out of the door and I swung the door open and I hit Ryan and I was like, Oh, (laughs) hi. And he goes, hi. And I'm here and I'm like, where's my family? And I'm just like by myself. And I could see, I had my mom and my best friend with me and they were behind the camera and they were like, can we run in the shot? What do we do now? And he was like, Congrats. I was like, thanks. Where's my mom? <laughs> 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 I don't really know you. So yeah. But it's like wow. in that in the clip too. You can see he goes, hi, and I go, hi. And then you see my mom come in. I was like, okay. But um really yeah, all of those just made the experience so much better.
0: Do you still look at the clip every once in a while to bring back those memories?
2: I I love it and I I'd always like on the memories on like your Facebook and things like that. They always come up. Um I don't like some Hollywood week and everything, but I love it. It's, it's funny to go back and I think I look so young in it. Um, but I don't think I sound that different, which is good, I guess. So yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: So what happens after you get to Hollywood? What's that process? Do they, do, I guess a little behind the scenes, cause I kind of like to know behind the scenes, do they throw you like all in a house or you all get your own lavish hotel rooms? I, how does that work?
2: Oh, we had roommates, um, but we stayed in the most amazing hotel I've ever stayed in, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. I remember walking in being like, wow, I really hope one day I get to stay in another one of these. Um, But yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. And you, yeah, you get a roommate and it's, it's really cool. And honestly, I just remember feeling like I was in a movie, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because it was like scheduled meals in like this big cafeteria and you walk in and there's all of these people, the people that you had auditioned with in your state. Um you recognized. And there was only like, I think 12 of us or something like that from Nashville that went to Hollywood. So by that time, especially after spending like the whole day after the audition filming and you know, all that stuff, it was like, Oh, that's my safe zone. I need to go to that lunch table, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it was it felt like, I was in like seventh grade, but in a movie all over again, like, um, but it was fun at the time. And then a lot of it is like really early calls and then waiting in films and then really late performances. But I don't think you, you honestly, you don't notice, like you don't notice you're tired until you look down and you're like, Oh, it's
1: 2am.
0: Oh my gosh. That. So do
1: they, do you really, um, work, uh, like you're saying it's long days. I think a couple of times when we'd listen to the artists talk on the show and, or even after the fact, they'd be like, yeah, we'd be working rehearsing 10 hours a day. I mean, are you really, how much of that are you rehearsing? And then how much of that, they're filming different scenes for different things.
2: I mean, a lot of it is like, hurry up and wait, um, mm-hmm.
1: which is
2: all of the entertainment industry. Um, but a lot of, I mean, we, we had the ability, so like we could rehearse a lot on our own if we needed to or wanted to. Um, and then just throughout the day, it is a lot of like, hey, you need to come do this segment. Hey, you need to come talk to these people. Hey, we need to film you doing this. So, okay, I'm busy, but I mean, there is still there was still a lot of downtime.
0: Wow, that's of- great. Yeah, a lot of what you know as viewers on this side of things, that's there's a lot that people don't understand what goes on, and yeah, you're on the go, but there's also a lot of waiting too. So that was
2: yeah. a cool part for me is like as someone who watched the show, being able to see like, oh, this is this part, oh, this is gonna be this part, you know what I mean? Um, and just the way they like make everything look like it's one day or, you know, a few hours, I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense. Um, so that was cool for me just as like a fan of the show before I was there, just to kind of see how it came together.
0: Let me ask you, does it really like on television, when we see the performers on the stage, we see all the people all around And is it really like that or how do they film that?
2: I mean, we, yeah, what we were in the audience the entire time as, yeah, yeah, I, as the the other contestants were going, we were always in the yeah. audience. So it was nice. You had like, there you were never by yourself or you were never singing to an empty room, which honestly I have learned in 2020. I would, I mean, I love crowds. Like I, the bigger the crowd for me, the better. I love being in front of people. Um, yeah. I would much rather sing to people than an empty room for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> On that note with this whole pandemic, yeah. how, how is all that working for you? I would assume you've done some Facebook lives. You st- Maybe you've done some takeovers. I know uh, you've been on a few radio stations. Uh, some of my friends work at. So, um, how is all that doing it just without an audience? Is it hard?
2: It, it's just weird, honestly. Like it's weird because I mean, I feel like we go off cues, and I mean, maybe you can chime in on this too. I feel like we go off cues from the audience, right? Like watching a song—that's how we know if the song is good, if the song is not good, or and the like two seconds after gives you like a minute to breathe and then say, okay, here's the next song, you know? So when you don't have that two seconds, you're like,
3: yeah, you missed the feedback. It's sure. weird.
2: Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, next, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it's also weird, not, I think you, you can vibe with a room. And so like you don't vibe with a room, you know, like just right. the energy. I
3: was about to say energy. So much performing is energy and just not having that live audience there is, is yeah. pretty tough sometimes, but we've all had to adapt.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, in the beginning of all of this, like March, April, we were doing, you know, live streaming stuff and, and it was cool. But I think like now, even we've gotten out a little bit, like I said, and it's, it's been great to be back. Um, but it's becoming so much more normal now, you know? And I think, mm-hmm. so, so that makes it a little bit easier, I think, just being yeah. more like receptive. It's not this like, what are we doing? You know? It's not um, yeah. It's not like this new weird thing. Um, and I feel like we don't <laughs> have in front of the camera being like, oh, what do we say? We have a little bit. You know, at least mm-hmm. sitting in front of our phones and stuff. So,
0: yeah, you're kind of getting used to it. What about your songwriting during the pandemic and all that? Um, how has all that worked out for you?
2: So, I actually, surprisingly, have wrote some of my favorite songs this year, um, which is so weird because someone told me once that you can't write about life unless, unless you're living. And I was like, that's so true because we write about, you know, the heartbreaks and the love songs and the, you know, all of this stuff. And then we didn't do any, like we, we weren't doing anything in 2020, you know? So
1: <laughs> I had no heartbreaks. We
0: didn't have any love going on. <laughs> we should have all happy songs. right?
2: <laughs> running into a bar when I'm not going. So, um, so that was weird, but honestly it, I feel like I was writing so much because that was all there was to do. Um, I, uh, I went back to New York to, to quarantine for a lot of it. And I just remember It was so shut down it was every morning i would literally like get up work out shower and then just like sit with my guitar on the porch every day Mm -hmm. um and i had a lot of co-writes over zoom we got really good at that which was great too because now i feel like it's opened this door for like i mean usually we don't write half of december because we're all home but it's like well now we know we can write a good song over zoom Mm -hmm. um so that's been awesome because it's kept us working but yeah i think it it's it's I think I've gotten better at, on honestly, at writing 2020 because it's just kind of forced us to like dig into songwriting.
0: You were talking about some of you know the real life events and writing songs like that, but to, let's take it back a little bit. Did you have a song? Was it practice? Yes. All right. Was that about that? If I, I think I read that was about a real life experience. Yeah, um,
2: that, that was my my the uh, heartbreak. So also going into rights, it's weird because you never know who. Who in the room is going to have the story that day to write? And um, I had had a note in my phone for probably about a year that said, "You're finally the man I need you to be." And we were talking. I had I had that right with two of my really good friends, um, Delaney Grant and Harilyn. Uh-huh. We were talking and just kind of going around the table, and I was telling them this story about you know this heartbreak and how this guy now is this great guy. And I just kept saying, "I don't understand why he couldn't do that for me. Like why why didn't why wasn't he that person for me?" Um, and why does she get this great guy, you know? And, um, Harris said, well, it's just like he had to practice on you. And we were mm-hmm. like, that's, that's okay. That's what we're writing. That's the hook, you know, um, sometimes you don't know. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to come from, but yeah. And sometimes it is this super heartfelt, like true story. And then sometimes it's not, sometimes you say, Hey, I think this would be a cool story. Let's figure out, let's, let's imaginary write this story and then write the song."
1: So how did you, the the folks that you co-wrote the song with, are they people that you intended to write with or did it just happen to come up that you were all together and, Um, you know, how does that work? Because you have people.
2: Sometimes it's both. So, I mean, we we schedule, you know, like you have co-writes scheduled and and it is like this job atmosphere, but sometimes when you're friends with your co-writers, I think like hanging out one night turns into like, let's write, you know, um, me and Delaney do that a lot We're we're really good friends and we hang out a lot. And a lot of times it'll be like us supposed to be watching a movie and drinking wine. And then it's like, Oh wait, actually, I'm really mad at this. Let's talk about it. Let's write it. <laughs> but yeah, I think great
1: great song. Song. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I was cranking that before we hopped on. So. Okay. And you have a new song, I think, right. That was just released. Did it come out on Friday?
2: did um it's called jean jacket i wrote it with delaney grant and caitlin Robertson. and yeah that was a super fun one so that um delaney came in and she was like you know how you you keep stuff from your ex and we we're like what do you mean and she was like you know like a good sweatshirt or like a good jacket and we we're like yeah like people definitely do that and she was like i think we should write that we we're like okay that's cool like what what are we keeping we we're like let's keep the jean jacket and so that's kind of like where it came from
0: you know i saw the uh I saw the picture online of all the clothes all over the floor, and that photo shoot. And I went, "Jackets, oh, it's just like my room." It was oh. just like the, the, the games and jackets and, and everything else. So I just I said, "Oh, I can relate to that."
2: Yeah, those were actually we. That's funny you say that. We actually have um, the photographer that did that in the room with us, so she's here.
0: Um, <laughs> I loved it. Hi,
2: <laughs> can't see this over in the corner, just off camera. Yes, um, but right. yep the genius behind all that. And um, it was fun. Actually, a lot of those jackets were the three of ours. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's amazing how you can have something come to life with just props that are just laying around that you don't even realize it.
2: My brother had just gotten that couch and it was like brand new. And I was like, it's such a good color, let's use it. And so their, uh, our, their brains put together made it. I, I mean, I love the cover. I think it came out great, so.
0: And a good photographer like you have there really makes it stand out,
2: so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And that's what, you know, that's part of, that's part of the team. When you think about it, it's people that, you know, people that you network with and people that just help you bring it all together. It's so anyways, I see, uh, Jesse's got the guitar there.
1: Ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I want to play. I want to play.
1: We're ready for a song now anyways. Right. Skip.
0: Yeah, I am. I'd love to hear something. I'd love to hear something. Uh, we're talking with Allison Elena tonight. She's, uh, of course, years ago on American Idol and now living in Nashville. And uh, she's coming out with some music. And her song just hit the radio uh, just not too long ago. So, um, anyways, we're going to hear some music from her right now. It's all on Skip Happens. So, it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. I think
2: we're going to start with that one. Um, we're just going to go right in. So, this is Jean Jacket. It just okay. came out last weekend. It's available everywhere. So, hopefully, you like it and go check it out.
3: Awesome.
4: Ten outfits in I'm still not ready I can't see the floor through This mess I'm making Washed out, brings out my blue eyes. I dress it up with my favorite knee eyes, At least you were good for something, and I wear it better than you ever did. That classic jean jacket you threw on my couch chair. Taranty- mm oh,
0: I love it. Yes, yes. I love your voice. You kind of—I do too. uh, It. it, I don't know how to describe it. It, It—it's just really—it's so full. Yeah, it's. I. I, It is hard to
1: describe a voice, but you have a beautiful voice.
2: Thank you so much. I will take both of those words. Happily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's so different when you hear the artist. Like I was listening to your music on Spotify. So all of your instruments are there and all of your whatever goes into it, the editing and the production and all that. And here we just have all natural. And when someone sings, you know, without all of those, all of the technology and can sound so good, we will definitely be looking for you at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Um, uh, national anthem one day that's for sure.
2: (laughs) I really appreciate that yeah I love love, like going back to like acoustic stuff I also I I fell in love with country music is because you can hear them and you can hear Mm -hmm. singing and um and I've always wanted to do that so I mean I love going back to acoustic stuff but the producer I work with is amazing his name's Zach Mano and he just like totally took that song and brought it to life so I'm so 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 happy with the full version as well
0: Yeah, I've heard it, and it's it's excellent, no doubt. And hearing the acoustic side, we hear that a lot, of course, whether you're on an actual radio tour and you're in the studio or you know, we have you here on a podcast, which is pretty much the way that life is right now and the way we're doing things. So to hear the acoustic side is pretty cool. But you do have a full band. I've seen a picture of you with your full band. Um, Are these guys you play with right along on a regular basis or just as needed or?
2: Pretty much as needed, just because, I mean, a lot of times, I feel like a lot of the stuff we do in Nashville, at least, is very acoustic.
1: Um,
2: oh. I used to, when I played back in New York a lot, we had a full band, and we were playing all the time. And um, and it was awesome, and I loved it. But after moving here, you just don't really get the opportunity to, to do as many full band shows.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
2: But we have, like, the same group of guys that we always call, and they're, yeah, they're awesome.
0: I love it. Yeah. You know, um, let me ask you, I know how I would describe your music. How would you describe your music?
2: Um I think that I try to stay in a very like 2000s country.
0: Okay.
2: Um I love the radio country right now, but I I think that my heart is um so I try to stay a little bit more of that vibe, but I love like I love honest songwriting and I love relatable songwriting, but I love vocals too. I think that I'm a singer first and foremost. Um and so i love like a good high note in there, you know. <laughs> Anything that you could yeah. that, that I feel like I I like to sing, sing, you know, um, is always where I, I feel like I go. I feel like, especially when we write too, they're always like, all right, yeah, I going to throw in some random note. And I'm like,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 kind of where, yeah, where I end up. But I mean, I love like C- Carrie Underwood and I grew up on Sarah Evans and Martina McBride. And, and so I think mm-hmm. those are kind of where, where I, ch- I get a lot of my vocal inspiration stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think I'm kind of my own my own thing, but I I try to stay a little bit more classic,
0: quote unquote. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Martina. We had Martina on the podcast here a few months ago, talking about her Songland experience and all that, and the song that came out of that, which was good. And just uh, hearing how she describes her music, and just like you just described your music to us, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see what an artist really thinks about their their own music. So. Yeah,
2: I think. Um, as a songwriter, you can write any one story, but as an artist, you always wanna put out yours, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I have so many songs that even I, like that I love, but I wouldn't see myself putting out just because I don't think that I believe in it as much. Um, but I mean, I've been lucky to be able to say like, oh, I love this song, I wanna put it out, I believe in this song, or like, this song has a really special place to me. Um, and those are the ones that I, that I put out like, as an artist, so.
0: What about your business side? are you making all the decisions yourself? Are you doing it all yourself? Because it's not only you being an artist, but you are a business.
2: Yeah. That is the the difficult thing, especially about being an independent artist is you are all on yourself and you're all on your own dime, which is not always. <laughs> um, but I think like what you were saying earlier, it's building the team. You know what I mean? It's, it's building the team now and getting a, a group of people that you believe in and that believe in you to work with you. Um, and which I've like, done really well, which I'm really happy about. I mean, I have Jesse, who is an amazing guitar player, and I'm so lucky that we're also friends, you know? Um, and then we have Emily, who, again, having the, the visual creative side behind it is half of the work as an artist, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, having is Emily the photographer?
2: Yes, Emily's the photographer.
0: Is it Emily Jean? No. Sh- okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Emily April is all her, her text.
0: Oh, okay. All right, because we... We interviewed an artist, uh, I think it might have been Emily Jean, and she was a photographer. Oh, cool. So, that was a while ago, but, so I didn't know.
2: <laughs> She's just a photographer, but, yeah, coming to shows and, and the documentation that I'm always like, oh, crap, I wish we got that. She's like, I got it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and I have, like, a really great publicist that I work with, so it's just, like, it, it's building the team now, but it's it's hard. It's As an indie, it's definitely hard. <laughs> oh. So.
0: And The they-
1: rewards will pay off, though. Sorry, yeah. Scott. No, no. Um, go ahead, Deb. Just as an independent, you do get to make your own decisions, which is awesome. And you do get to decide where you want to go, how you want to do it, what songs you want to release, and all that. But on the flip side, it is just a lot more work because you are in the driver's seat. And you do have to forge forward on how and where you want things to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like it is difficult but it is it is nice because i've been in situations before where it's like oh well you should be blonde or you should you know do this I'm right like, not me though i can't oh you know no, um oh wanna... so it's nice it is like kind of that the beauty of being an independent artist is kind of getting to make that decision for yourself which is nice
0: yeah just be you
2: yeah exactly and it's yeah and it's singing the songs you want to sing and singing things that that i am happy my name is on you mm-hmm. know
0: exactly how did you meet jesse
2: Jesse is actually good friends with my brother and okay. when I here I I'm a very bad guitar player very bad um but I like dabble enough where I was getting through rights and things like that and um Sean had just mentioned he's like you know that Jesse plays guitar like amazing right and I was like no why did I not know that and then we <laughs> started started playing
1: <laughs> and so how'd you get Jesse to move to Nashville he, was- he must be from New York right
2: so my my brother um also lives in Nashville and so like when I moved here, it kind of just fell into place. But Jesse was a musician. But that's what brought him to Nashville as well.
3: Yeah, I, I spent a couple of years out in Los Angeles, uh, you know, with my band. And um, that was where I was before here. But then, yeah, moving to Nashville in 2012, I just it felt like the right place. And then she happened to wander in and say, hey, do you yeah. know how to play guitar, right? I got some tunes.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> he was like coming off of a project. And I was like, hey, how about this new project? So, Absolutely.
3: yeah, so it worked. I was kind of starving to get out and play a little bit, so worked
2: um,
0: yeah. yeah it's good win. Yeah, yeah exactly you still have the band Jesse
3: uh no I'm not I'm actually, no okay all right. that was kind of a former part of my life I mean I still I still uh you know play and kind of write my own stuff but you know happy to be out um like kind of hearing what she brings over she'd be like hey I just went to a right you know brought back these three songs with that I co-wrote with you know these folks and it's all it's all great stuff so it's really fun for me to get to kind of get out and, and and play some stuff and back her up so
2: well that is also the wonderful thing for me is having someone that actually plays guitar you know what i mean because like i'll right. bring and be like hey here's a g and a c what can you do with this <laughs> And these like, hey, yeah that that's what the song should be Let's- so it's it's awesome to have a musical mind on it
0: awesome can we hear another one
2: yes i would love to um do you want to do break it cool so i actually have another song coming out in i believe january february this was one of those nights that was hanging out with a friend in a bottle of wine that turned out. Um, so it's another, another heartfelt. And I've been, I think it was over a year ago that I wrote it, but it's finally, I made the decision that I was like, you know what? I love this song. And sometimes it's hard because you think if you love a song, you don't actually know if it's good, you know, like you're like, Oh, (laughs) I love this because I love the story that was behind it, you know, or do I actually like this song? Right. Uh, But like people that I kept playing with and, and Jesse was also like, no, this is a good song. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so I'm really excited for this one to be out too. Um, it's called break it. And, uh, yeah, here you go.
0: All right.
1: Great. <clears throat>
4: Calling a cab back to my place, holding my hand, stumbling in, will say, Tequila's to blame. But I'm just lying, I'm just trying to find an excuse to justify every time I leave the light on for you. I know I should. You know I'd love to I've got no reason You've been honest Told me straight up But I won't believe it Holding on
0: Golden again. Wow! Uh, yeah, very, nice. very nice. I feel like
1: we got a sneak peek of something.
0: I think so, maybe.
2: I, I just got a little bit of the track back. So it has an amazing fiddle on it, and I'm so 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 excited. It's it's going kind of this Dixie Chick vibe, and I love it. So I'm super. <laughs> huh.
0: Were you a fan of the uh, Dixie Chicks?
2: I was. I honestly like grew up singing Dixie Chicks um, and I think they were like a huge inspiration
1: oh, yeah.
2: my musical um, style as well actually the song I sang for American Idol was Cowboy Take Me Away so oh and, okay yeah it's just they've always I love I love their music I love their voices I love everything they do so I was yeah they were they were a big inspiration <laughs>
0: uh, I, I can hear that I, actually I can hear a little bit of, of the Dixie Chicks in your singing. singing so that's why I was asking
2: that was also my favorite thing about that kind of 2000s country is they all, all of the women had these beautiful big voices and so I, that's what I wanted you know, I was like I want to hit that note, I want to sing these big songs and so kind of, kind of influenced things
1: Actually it's perfect because you know we uh, the country industry is is in uh, a growth spurt for some good female artists
2: We need some so
1: hopefully
2: there's, and I I feel like I co-write with majority female artists and they're all awesome. So they are here. They're, they're in Nashville. They are ready. So I hope the industry is ready for them too.
0: Mm-hmm. Got to get through this <laughs> pandemic. And absolutely. I mean, we, we need more females on the radio. I work radio and, and, and absolutely we need, we need that sound. Yes. It's one of the things that we are lacking in country radio is the female voices. I mean, yes, we have the Mirandas, we have the carries we have, you know, um, we're starting to hear a little more of the Dixie Chicks, or now they're the Chicks, I believe. But um, but we need more. We need more.
2: There's Kelsey in there's and there's Carly and there. But there's so many great females in Nashville. Like, every time we're out, I feel like I'm like, I don't know how these people are not on bigger stages. So, hopefully, hopefully in the next few years, the radio will... Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight. It's, it's been great chatting with you, finding out about, you know, you, your life, the idol side of things. And now you as an artist and a songwriter and to meet your team. Well, Jesse and your photographer mm-hmm. that's over in the corner. Uh, but, um, you know, I mean, it's all of these are the people that make you. These yeah. are the people that are standing behind you and supporting you and just making it all work. So
2: yeah, no. We I feel like we talked about that too. That we're like we're we're laying the groundwork now. So hopefully, but hopefully a bigger stage together. So,
1: <laughs> well, it's amazing that you have the patience that you do because obviously these are crazy circumstances. But like you said back in the beginning, it's given you the opportunity to write. So you've got some really good music coming out. So that when you do get on that stage, you actually have more to offer than maybe you would have had a year ago. So
2: yeah, I think that's been the weird thing is like getting back into actually playing out. I've been like, oh, Jesse, here's 30 new songs. <laughs> Can you
1: learn, <laughs> <laughs> learn them quickly, Jesse? <laughs> we got shows to
0: do. You got two hours to learn, Ollie. Uh.
1: <laughs> hey, do you, um, oops, sorry. Do you participate in any writer's rounds out there or have you really been key?
2: Yeah, us. we were. I mean, I feel like we were like two, three nights a week out. Um, right now, obviously, things are kind of, mm-hmm. which is, I think our last show was a writer's round as well, about a month ago, which is like the first time getting out again. But um, yeah, that's, I feel like, mostly where you
1: can find us is a lot of the rounds. So,
0: okay. Now, be be sure want... to... go ahead, Deb.
1: Nope, no, I'll just be sure to check it out next time I'm in town.
2: Absolutely. I post everything on like all my pages. So I'm always the day before and the day of telling people to come out. So if you are in Nashville, come find us. We will be somewhere.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> so. online, where can they find more about you?
2: All of my socials are under Allison Elena Music. Allison has one L and Elena spelled with an E. Um, and that's, yeah, every, every social, that's where you can go. So.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You know, before we let you go, I'm going to ask a few questions. You don't mind to maybe dig in? Maybe find out a little more about you. And Jesse, you can chime in too if you have to. A little help. Uh, we do this with our as we wrap up our podcast each and every time. We just kind of ask a question. I have 25 questions here in front of me. I ask the artist. No, I'm not going to ask. Look at Jesse's going, oh, my God, all 25. We'll be here all night. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to happen. Um, but I'm going to ask you to pick a number between 1 and 25, and I'll ask that question. Okay.
2: My favorite number is 18.
0: 18, what's the scariest thing you've done for fun? I don't know.
2: Um, I don't know. The scary...
3: I went parasailing one time. That was pretty scary. I've
2: done that. But I feel like... It's not
3: yeah. Much.
2: Yeah. I don't that That is
3: definitely a good one.
2: I feel like All I've done right, some now. stupid things. <laughs> I don't know that it would be fun so i Sneak out. Yeah, like maybe. Without I telling mean, your parents. That's it. No. Um. I don't know. Scariest thing. Scariest thing.
1: No skydiving,
2: huh? I that's on my list. I want to go skydiving. I love stuff like that. So like that's that's all on my list. I um, did that. Yeah, I mean I feel like I like I feel like I do things like that, but I don't know mm-hmm. that I was like qualified them as scary. Um, yeah, the
0: I, thing I ever did.
2: Yeah, so
3: you're not scared of anything, is what you're saying.
2: I'm afraid of spiders. Um
0: well there you go. I yeah. hate spiders. Okay. All I, right, let's do another one.
2: Yeah, I don't know. The hard one.
0: Pick another another number there. Ellison, uh,
2: you got a number two. two. Jesse says, Two,
0: uh, me uh do you like a long beard or cleaned up? Me, I, well, obviously, you know, looking we'll at go
1: it, both of them, yeah. Wait,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't grow a beard for my life, so you're voting.
0: <laughs> I, I have like overnight, um,
3: and give me some tips, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, it just happens, dude. I'm just telling you. I wake up and it's
1: age. It's age, Jesse. You don't want to age.
0: (laughs) Easy. Easy. All right, let's do another one. Then we'll get one. Um, eighteen. You did eighteen.
2: I'm sorry.
0: Twelve, twelve, twelve. That's my second
2: favorite
0: number. (laughs) This might fall under that category of eighteen. Most adventurous thing you've done that your parents don't know about. I don't see. Yeah.
2: I, I'm, I'm probably not. Okay. So I'm probably not good for those questions because I was a good kid. Like I was very, very good. And I was like, Hey mom, can I do this? And if she said no, there
0: was you a good
2: time. So I was like, okay, fine. Good. Wow.
1: Your mom was very lucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> very like logical. I make a lot of lists. I'm very planned and precise. So my mom was always like, no, you can't do that because these three bad things. And I was like, you're right. That's a great, yeah, that's a that's a great reason. Okay, I won't.
1: So you weren't a rebellious teenager?
2: In a little bit, no.
1: You are every parent's dream.
2: I feel like I also though, I think the music had a lot to do with that because even when I was that age, I was like, oh, well I have a show tomorrow, I have this, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So I was already very like working, you know? Um, True. I don't know, I feel like, I feel like I've definitely done, done things. I,
0: I, I bet Jesse did something. I'm yeah. really flopping with these questions here tonight. These.
1: <laughs> now, no, let's see. I bet you Jesse has something in his back pocket. I would never
3: talk about the time that my friends and I went out camping on the side of a mountain and climbed up onto a water tower. and.
2: Just... Oh, I've
0: done that. Oh. There you go. <sighs> I don't think I'm scared. I've done that. Yeah. I've done well, that. there <sighs> you go. Yeah. All right. Good job,
1: Jesse. Good job still that's scary at night you're climbing up on a water tower how high up is that
2: uh, I'm
1: high, is high too high yeah. Yeah. yeah too high for my parents to know about it too. yeah eventually.
2: that's right. we we did that in our hometown and it was like we didn't think it was a bad idea until we got there and then we were like oh this is way higher than it looks from the ground <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah and then we're like ah, that's not my here.
1: concern is i'd get up there and i wouldn't be able to get back down You'd need a fire ladder to come get me. that would be
0: <laughs> you would panic and not be able to move.
1: that's right, yeah,
0: even at a younger age. What's on your phone background right now?
2: Um, I think my like inside is my dogs, and then my outside mm-hmm. is me and my grandpa.
0: Oh that. <laughs> uh, I'm asking the questions now because the ones you picked they weren't flying too high here. Uh, favorite drink to fill your solo cup with?
2: Currently, um, okay. Currently, it is the Truly lemonades. I all oh, those are good. Quarantine, they got they got me good. It was like three o'clock every day. Heck, Um, But usually, I'm a beer. I feel like I'm a beer drinker. But no, the Truly's are are definitely uh, where I'm at
0: right now. Okay, just two more. Two more. Um, least yeah. favorite exercise. What was that? Least favorite exercise. I don't know what Debs is.
2: Um, I I'm not like a heavy lifter. I love to work out, I love to be like active, but I'm not yeah, I'm more of like a class person than like a lifter. So we'll say like
1: wait. I'm a class person. Do you remember you remember what mine got?
0: Uh burpees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they drive me nuts. Especially <laughs> she agrees to <with> that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. She always bitches about the burpees. Debs I do. It? And,
1: and And it drives me crazy because they end the class with burpees. And I'm always like, can't you do them first and get them out of the way? I cannot stand to end the class with those.
0: That's Uh, my my uh,
1: big pet peeve.
0: All right. Well, I won't ask anymore. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And you talked about the skydiving. I did it. If you've never done it, do it. Um, It's awesome. And you will never look at the sky the same again. And... You go tandem. You, you have nothing to worry about. You're at ten thousand feet, jumping out of a moving airplane. You're fine.
2: Oh, that is like <laughs> my bucket list. So
0: it's it was the best experience of my life, and I would do it again in a second. So
2: that's I forget uh, that from everyone. So maybe maybe next time we'll be chatting. I'll be able to tell you about how I did it.
0: <laughs> or if you come through the area, I'll take you. Absolutely. We'll, we'll work something up at the radio station, and we'll we'll do it. So. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, for
1: sure. I'm yeah. there. I I have to ask Jesse something. So when you went parasailing, how do you, do you get, do you plane or helicopter up to the top of a mountain? How does that work? Is is that parasailing? Is that with the boat where you're parasailing?
3: Yeah. We, were just, we were just out on a boat. They let you back with a parachute. They let you out and you okay. float over the water. I was just kind of terrified That's- that line was going to break. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know how, but.
2: Yeah, yeah. that. I, I've done that as well, and I think that's the weird part. Is like you can see what's in the mm. water, and that's why you're like, ah, can you not put me down there? Yeah,
0: yeah. Do they they'll dip you though, don't they slow the boat down, and then you come down when you hit the water? They speed up again.
3: Yeah, and you're like, "Yep. I can see that absolutely. I'm yep. like, you control this thing, not me. <laughs> yeah.
1: It
0: is an experience. So what's
1: the one? Oh, sorry. What's the one where you're jumping off? Where you're flying through the air like around the mountains? What is that? Uh, that's is like that? you like,
0: got like a wingsuit like or something like that. Yeah, like, it looks
1: that.
2: like a and kite kind of. That. that oh. is, yeah.
0: No, that's that's okay. messed up. That, that no, that I would never do. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Parasailing would probably
1: be my limit. <laughs>
2: Little, like oh, yeah,
3: you got, you got the
2: wings Yay! and you're soaring yeah. around. That's yeah.
0: what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yep. So, actually, my limit is uh, soaring at Disney. Have you been on that? Uh, that's... <laughs> That's my extent of adventure. And they changed the film. And the last time we had gone several years ago, they had just switched over the film and you're going up like to the top of the Eiffel tower. You really feel like you're there. That is, that's scary. So that'll I be my height you know. adventure.
0: I do not do <laughs> those things. Well, I would be hurling. I'm just telling you, it's not a pretty sight.
1: So. It It is kind of funky. Yes. So anyways, but-
0: Yes. Allison Elena, um, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Uh, finding out about you and hearing a couple of tunes and Jesse uh, there with you. Uh, thank you for taking the time just to hang with us, just to talk, yeah. to find out about you. And
2: yeah, we are happy to be here. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll see you
1: again.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, what's that, Debbie, you're going to say something.
1: Oh, yeah. I was going to say when okay. you get a chance, um, like the page for the country music fan club, we will be following you as well. And when you have new music and when you're out touring or singing somewhere, we'll be sure to make sure the audience knows about it and get some new fans out in front of you.
2: Yes. I would love that. Thank you.
0: Yes. Make sure you do that because Deb spends a lot of time in Nashville and she has a lot of friends there. So that whole connection, all the networking, all that works out well. So,
2: you know, one day, one day in Nashville,
0: Yep, she was yeah. there. Well, my son lives there, actually.
2: Yep. Wait. yeah. So then you have to come back. Perfect.
1: So I'll be back, and he's got a great group of friends. So I have an instant audience for you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they they just love all the new the new talent that comes across. So. All right. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us.
0: (laughs) Allison, Elena, everybody right here on Skip Happens Podcast. And uh, just another great night, a great conversation. A very talented young lady. Make sure you look her up online and uh, go to the website and all the socials. And, uh, Jesse, a big thank you to you as well. And it's just, you know, part of the team and makes it all work. So good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Allison, Jesse, peace. Take care. Peace. Thank you. All right. (laughs)